0: Welcome to the Global Phenomenon, Surviving the Survivor, where we bring you the best
1: guests in all of true crime.
2: What's up, STS Nation, and welcome to another episode, the final one this week of Surviving the Survivor, the podcast that promises to bring you the very best guests in all of true crime. And, uh... For full disclosure, I am limping to the finish line this week. Uh, My kids' various ailments have finally caught up with me. Uh, Down basically half a bottle of NyQuil last night, and uh, I'm in a complete fog of cold. I have no idea what's going on around me. I'm going to rely on Ferrari Phil and Scott Duffy uh, to guide me through here. Uh, When one person ails, others come to their aid. and there you go. And these two gentlemen will come to my aid. Uh, but welcome. Uh, there is a wild story, and there are no two better guests to help break this down. Of course, this is great, Scott, your true crime, Phil. The show's so good. It happens live every Friday. But there are questions all over the place. I'm getting alerts every few moments on my phone about the mysterious deaths of three Kansas City Chiefs fans who froze to death in a friend's backyard, after watching a playoff game, the victims are David Harrington, Ricky Johnson, and Clayton McGinney. Uh, they visited uh, an unnamed friend's house who has since been named, and we'll share that name with you. He was renting the home. Uh, they went for the last regular season game of the year, and two days later, they're discovered frozen to death. This is a real-life who done it, a murder mystery, and what two better gentlemen to have us figure this all out than two of America's finest investigators, uh, Phil Waters. I can't help but notice your Ferrari hat. Um, you look very dapper. Do you wear your Ferrari hat in the Ferrari? Do you actually wear it while driving the Ferrari?
0: I I have a couple of. Uh, the short answer is yes. I have a couple of Ferrari lids that I wear when I am
2: driving the Ferrari. Hmm. There you go. Uh Frenchie or Frenci, they didn't freeze to death, correcting me. That is true. They were fa- they were found frozen to death. We don't really know the cause of death yet. Scott Duffy, you're a big football fan. You're Eagles sadly and the Cowboys both out of it. I don't mean to rub it in, but um have you followed the story at least peripherally, Scott Duffy, before we dive into it? And do you find it odd as a as a seasoned investigator?
1: Um again, I so I don't find it well, mm-hmm. I don't know what odd is with regards to the information coming out. It's odd. There are a lot of questions I have. I have a feeling they're just keeping the lid on certain things. But um, yeah, I have followed it from the beginning. It's it's actually been um, pretty pretty interesting. I have I have my like book of questions. If they were to say, Scott, come on in here, ask all the mm-hmm. questions you want. I I have a go to list. Well, we're gonna okay. That's great because we're gonna get to that in just a moment. Let me kind of just break this down.
2: So, January seventh, there was a game. It was the last regular season game. Uh, they go to this friend's house. Uh, his name is Jordan Willis in in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, they they're there for the game on January seventh and. No one hears from these three friends. And on January 9th, a fiance goes and knocks on the door. There's no answer. This guy, Jordan Willis, doesn't answer. So she breaks into the basement, uh, gets into the backyard and sees a person frozen to death. And I want to be clear, we don't know if they froze to death. That was the cause of death. But he was frozen to death. And she calls police. Uh, Phil Waters, I know you've seen everything under the sun in your tenure in law enforcement, but is this at least peculiar to you at the very least? Well,
0: I think this is something we would categorize at first blush as a suspicious death. And therefore we would have sent a team, a pair of homicide detectives to that scene to find out what, uh, what happened. So, yes, I think I wouldn't, I know that, I think you've used the term murder here right off the bat. And that's not been determined yet that this is a murder. It's a homicide, Mm. but we don't know what the, uh, we don't know what the cause or the manner of death is quite frankly. So um, I know that uh, in my reading about this uh, story, it's, it's going to be a result of the autopsy and get the tox test back. And it's, it takes it takes some time to get the tox tests back. I mean, that's kind of universal around medical examiners' offices around the country. So once those are back, it gives you a better, a clearer picture, at least, as to what happened with them individually in, in terms of what they may or may not have ingested that caused them to sit on the back porch in sub-degree temperatures. And mm. ultimately, uh, uh, they'll determine whether or not they actually froze to death as you've put it, or whether they were, they were dead and then froze. So it's, uh, it'll be all the results of that autopsy and tox test. That'll give us a clearer picture.
2: And, uh, Jennifer Ramos, uh, she's a lurker, but now she's, uh, catching alive. Don't just lurk Jennifer Ramos, come hang out, uh, I know you guys didn't realize the show was this big, but Lady Gaga j- does watch every Friday. She is here right now, and uh, she does say this. She was not in law enforcement, Lady Gaga. She's a singer, Scott Duffy. So she is, um, you know, she's she is mystified by this. Unlike you, Lady Gaga does not have the experience that you have. Oh, so she, she is. She
0: would, uh, she would know how to describe something that's bizarre, given her
2: yeah. particular. Uh, that is. Um, for, that's for. Problems. That is for damn sure. So there's a lot of uh, moving parts here, Scott Duffy. The most recent thing that i found is Jordan Willis. He's the home renter. He's already already moved out of this home, and he's living at his parents. Uh, But the father now, his father has come out and said, hey, my son didn't do anything wrong. Meanwhile, the parents of the three uh, fans who were found frozen to death they say that the death is much more malicious than officials have led on. Um, John Harrington, the father, says he's not buying uh, Willis's version. He's the Jordan Willis's version, uh, that he's not buying Jordan Willis's version of what happened. And he says uh, his mother and I, speaking of this guy, Harrington, and I are both convinced that Jordan Willis played a part in this somehow. We just haven't figured out how yet. What else could it be? Perfectly healthy men. Don't just drop off the face of the earth, Scott Duffy. Where would you start with this as an investigator? Where do you go? What's your first move
1: uh so Phil's referenced obviously bringing bringing in homicide detectives so i uh, I'm just going with statements that were already characterized in in the media, whether they're altogether true or some semblance of truth, but there was something referencing either hearsay or a direct um article regarding the 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 investigation from the police side of the house and they said this is this is not a um a murder investigation and um and so they thereby okay so it's a death investigation um so the the, the questions would obviously have to go to the um to the renter, let's just call him the homeowner. At that point, he's the lessee, and so thereby, what um, what had transpired since everybody got together, and um, and what has transpired since, and put together a chronology, test those facts against reason and and whatever evidence may exist. But what we, what I, at least I don't know of what what the bodies, um, other than being frozen look like, like, were there obvious signs of any type of trauma? Was, was there somebody in a pool? If there was a pool, you know, are we talking about three different locations in the backyard? My initial thought was, okay, this is a wild party that has alcohol and maybe other things involved in, and, uh, and, and maybe they were in a tent and didn't, you know, and so thereby, you know, slept and, died of um of exposure to the element. So all all those things would come to mind of what what are we looking at and what you know when you survey a scene you're going to see some obvious things that are going to bring on more questions and and based on the statement from the uh the owner the friend it it, it may beg more questions and i think that's why the family is upset from what i gather it's just very little information that's coming out that makes sense and so thereby we, we pretty much have to wait yeah and uh by the way cvs the longest receipt in america
2: uh joel uh sad ordeal my little cousin my little cousin plays for the kansas city chiefs look at that what a what a job that is in this case may get more exposure hopefully later uh good luck to your cousin as they move through the uh playoffs here um Phil Waters, uh, this father went on, and I know you don't like uh, families speaking out when a case hasn't been solved, but he says, uh, there were four of you in the house, and by the way, there was a fifth mysterious person that we'll get to, but there were four of you in the house, and now three of them are dead, and you're not, meaning the renter, Jordan Willis. It just doesn't add up, the father continued. I'm thinking that he, the three of them, learned something or saw something that they shouldn't have seen, and he decided, well, I now need to get rid of you. Uh, Phil, is this parent being overly, I don't know, zealous about uh, getting this guy uh, caught for the murder of his son and two other people? Um, Is he jumping to conclusions? Well, of course he is.
0: And, again, I understand his pain and his loss and that kind of thing, but to, to jump up and immediately start with accusations and a conspiracy theory and this and the that uh, when he wasn't there and doesn't know the circumstances under which this occurred and uh, again there's nothing, it doesn't do anything to assist in the investigation and it only just ratchets up the conspiracy theorists and people that want to glom onto that and, and uh, continue to perpetuate that story and those accusations. And that's not the right thing to do uh, to this young man that uh, was there, that it was his residence. And of course he has done what anyone would do. He's immediately moved out of that house as a result of what happened. So I, as Scott's already alluded to, I'm sure this was a, uh, a party and it was these guys, I would imagine this is their habit is to get together for the Kansas city chiefs uh, games dressed in all their Kansas city chief regalia And they celebrate when they win and they they are in misery when they lose. So I I don't see I don't see the setting being anything particularly suspicious. And again, uh, you know, we only know what we what we're reading at this point. But these homicide guys that are going to show up are going to are going to let that scene talk to them. I talked about that all the time uh, that they're going to let the scene talk to them. And then the other, the other, uh, at least the way we worked them was the other side of that would be the witness side, which is going to be interviewing the witness. If there's a, if there's a fifth person there, uh, then interview that person and, and go ahead of this gathering and interview people that might have knowledge about, is this something that they do all the time? So forth and so on, get a, get a complete, uh, investigative autopsy about the, the circumstances under which these guys gather and, and what goes on there. So it, it, it is so early on into this thing. And uh, for, for a family member or anyone for that matter to jump up and start making accusations and, you know, they saw something they shouldn't have seen. Really? I mean, what, so what was different at this thing that I'm just assuming these guys have gathered before? uh, in many, on many occasions. So, um, again, my heart goes out to that, those families involved, prayers go to them, but good grief, uh, compounding what's already happened with more commentary that does no good for anyone. I think it's, it's one of those moments where they, they need to just remain silent until the authorities, the detectives, can get with them and explain to them what they're finding in the investigation. Certain the evidence lead them. And let's let's get there before we start making accusations.
2: Scott Duffy, uh, two things. How long does it take for the uh the talks and the autopsy reports? And what's really the difference there, Scott Duffy?
1: Um it, it seems like they 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 can take uh some time- um, <laughs> cu- you know from from a couple of days to a couple of weeks Phil and, and Scott, and
2: what the hell is going on here? You yeah. guys aren't giving me answers. what this seems like something that should be easily <laughs> solvable. uh Scott, what is going
1: on here? Well, if you have a gunshot wound or stabbing wound, then yes, you have some some clues, but if you have three bodies that have no obvious trauma. And um, they're outside. I'm reading the one comment. Is it because it's three as opposed to one? Sure, that all adds to it. It's the mystery. I, w- I would even say we're all talking about this because it's the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have have had their their ratings go up as a result of of a popular new fan added to the mix. So it's yes. all, all this adds to uh, the great flavor of of um, you know tr- trying to figure out. But the you. you
2: Scott, I don't want to interrupt you, but I will for a quick moment. Karen Lee, I don't want to pull 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 it up because we've got this comment here, but she says it can take six months in North Carolina to get toxicology reports. Are we going to be talking about this this summer, Scott?
1: It could be. It could be. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's it's it uh, it it is time consuming, and and especially with regards to if there's nothing obvious, and thereby the toxicology really is going to provide some, some answers here, then yeah, it's, it's going to take some time. You know, some things are quick and some, some other drugs, maybe not detectable. So thereby more and more research, um, you know, I'm sure you have somebody who, who, uh, of an expert in that forensic who can say, Hey, this is, this takes that long to check your bloodstream and whatnot. But, um, even, even with DUIs, I've, I've had no indication of alcohol, but I'm, I'm convinced there was uh, an impairment. I take him for blood, and I, I'd be waiting for weeks um, to get that toxicology. Maybe a little quicker for, for the blood alcohol level, but um, l- lengthier periods for, for uh, narcotics uh look at this question, Phil
2: Waters. Is it much more suspicious to you because three people were involved in unalive than if one guy had frozen uh had been found frozen? is the inference that the home renter wouldn't let them indoors? Is there anything to read from that uh Phil waters
0: Well, again, when I make these scenes, these types of scenes objective open minded I don't come to any you know early conclusions and uh i look and see what i have and where's the evidence lead me i don't given this gathering and uh, the tox test may get expedited because this case has become such a high profile thing so we may get those tox results back much quicker they may go ahead of the line of all the other ones that they're going to have to test but um again i'm I'm just going to reserve uh which direction this thing goes until I see evidence that uh, indicates where it's headed. So I, I, uh, it, it is, um, uh, I mean, at first, at first glance going to that scene, of course you need to see where are the bodies, where are they? I mean, if they're, if they're laid out somewhere, that, that may seem a little strange. Uh, if they're sitting in lawn chairs on the back porch, uh And uh, we don't know how much adult beverages they may have consumed. We don't know if they took anything else other than that. So we just don't know. And, again, Tox comes back, and they're going to determine the cause of death, which, again, were they intoxicated on whatever to the degree that they became unconscious, unconscious? and froze to death, or did the result of whatever they took was the death, and then they froze. So uh, again, a lot of unanswered questions. We we can talk in circles all day long. I mean, I, I mean, we're just not going to have answers until these these tox tests come back and the autopsies complete, and they determine cause of death. And then once they determine the cause of death then they can determine the manner of death. And so they've got, uh, they can, they can determine it. They could determine it undetermined for that matter, or they could determine it as an accident. They can determine it as an overdose. They can determine it as a homicide um, or they could determine it as a, you know, a suicide. Those are the, those are the four uh, typical uh, manner of death. So, uh, it's going to be one of the four or five. It's going to be one of those one of those uh, determinations and and that that's yet to be revealed and it will now, be- Phil,
2: you are not the kind of guy to sit on your hands. Let's just say hypothetically this is back in your working days, this happened in Houston. You've got to wait weeks for the toxicology. But what would you be doing today? What would you be doing tomorrow to try to, to try to move this investigation along?
0: Well, number one, I would attend all the autopsies.
2: Mm. I would sit there firsthand, and I'd watch them
0: do perform the autopsies on all three of these individuals.
2: What does that do for you?
0: Well, that that is me gathering information and evidence as to the uh, the cause of death. So I've I've been in I don't know, gosh I don't know how many autopsies uh, with with the me. And we discuss those things. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's not like they're doing their thing and I'm just sitting there. Uh, There is a discussion. I'll have questions about what I see. And the medical examiner will explain to me what that particular uh, piece of the autopsy I'm looking at will explain to me what that is and what it may mean. And so it's a it's a collaborative effort at these autopsies between the medical examiner and the homicide detective to get a better understanding as to the to the cause of death. And then once that's determined. then the medical examiner based on and I'm giving him information about the investigation, what we saw at the scene, uh, because uh, because they're going to get at the medical examiner's office. They're going to have the clothing. They're going to have the personal effects. They're going to have those things that were around each one of these individuals. And when we, when we get there, the homicide detectives get there for the autopsy, we are sharing with the medical examiner, what we have now discovered in our investigation at that point, which gives them a better perspective of what they're looking at when they
2: start to, you know, cut them open and perform the autopsy. So um, Bill, is this like the movies? Are you on one of those little, uh, stool chairs with the wheels smoking a cigar and he has a scalpel out and he's cutting into the person and you are, uh, puffing on your cigar, talking to him about, uh, what he's doing. No, so well, they like,
0: don't allow smoking in the, uh, in, probably the, north, in the room. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I, there is a, uh, you know, the, the photographers come in and take all the pictures and there is a little movable ladder that they climb up on steps on, take pictures and all that good stuff. I don't venture up there. That's not my perch. I'll stand right there, right there at the table and, mm-hmm. and watch what's going on. And, uh, you know, the, the body's an amazing thing by the way, but, uh,
2: it's, um, in what sense, I mean, I know it is, but in what sense, what do you mean?
0: Well, just to watch what everything is in the proper place mm-hmm. and everything works in, in unison with one. Another. It's a it's a you know, it's a, it's an amazing uh, if I might. Uh, it's an amazing creation uh, uh, that God has placed on this planet. But uh, it's uh, it's always interesting. They're always very interesting. You'll you'll in fact the medical examiners will point out other things uh, within the body that has nothing to do with the incident itself. In other words, if, if there's a, if there's an indication that they uh, uh, had cancer, if they find something like that in the body, so they'll point these things out or if they'll, they will find medical conditions that were not known prior to the death. And this may help to explain the death. So um, I know that when I had a I had a uh, a uh, a case where there was the accusation that a, a lady uh, an elderly lady who had Alzheimer's had been abused and so forth and so on and I went to the autopsy and and uh, turned out that she hadn't been but in the in the manner of that autopsy when he got to uh, looking at the at the brain. He called me over and he said, I want you to take a look at this. And and looking at her brain, uh, an Alzheimer's patient, uh, one half of the brain looked normal. It looked like what we all know a a brain looks like. And the other half looked like a deflated basketball. It was just very interesting to see the the change in the uh, physiology of her brain having been an Alzheimer's patient. So, um, so there's a lot to be, lot to be gleaned from attending these autopsies.
2: Uh, Scott Duffy. I'm the first to admit I'm a fairly vapid, shallow human being. Uh, spend a lot of time worrying about money. Uh, things like why can Phil waters have two Ferraris and Joel has zero things like that. But then he was just talking about the magic of the, the human body. Um, And when I have a cold, Scott Duffy, it puts everything in perspective. When I feel like I am on death's door, there's nothing more important than health, Scott Duffy. Do you agree with that? That there's nothing more important than health? I would say health is extremely important. Would you rather have your health or Phil's yellow or red Ferrari, given the choice? (laughs)
1: Huh.
2: Health.
0: Yes. (laughs) I'm with
1: you. I'm with you on that. Right. Because those Ferraris things. mean nothing when I'm dead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Let me
1: tell you what an <laughs> can't irony take, I- can't take
0: with you. Can't take <laughs> them.
2: I write about this in the book. This is what you're in for about the sad irony. Um, may he rest in peace. You probably don't know who Dr. Arno Penzias is. He just died this week at 90. He was my dad's close friend, but he won the Nobel prize for physics uh, for the Big Bang Theory in wow. 1978. And I remember vaguely being woken up that morning. Everyone was going crazy. And uh, the irony, Scott Duffy, is he had Alzheimer's. He couldn't even – he didn't even know his own name. And he got a New York Times obit, and he can't even read it because he's now dead. And this is what I write about in my book, The Absurdity of Life. So uh, this is what you have to look forward to. Tory v- Vinson here. How can they investigate specifically if they did not, I think, seize is what he's trying to say here, seize the home. So this renter, Scott, there's so many more angles to go on here. I think this is perplexing to the uh, the mass audience. And this is why I I got riled up a moment ago, Scott, because I feel like you and Phil should just say it's obvious it was a fentanyl overdose or whatever it is. But you guys are, uh, you know, not hemming and hawing, but you're uh, covering all your ground here. But the fact that this guy is already out of the house and in his parents home and it appears that this potential crime scene wasn't secured is that a problem scott duffy
1: i don't want to get riled up today cuz i have a cold but scott yes is it a problem I mean, it, it's a problem only if it's a crime scene so if if remember if law enforcement goes in and they they did all their due diligence and um their interviews and what they saw all seem to fit a, a reasonable picture, a story, and, and now they're not going to put out anything because they're just waiting for toxicology. For example, there could have been, um, plenty of evidence of, of, uh, narcotics and whatnot. And, and, and we all know, uh, just a very little bit of fentanyl that can, can get into your system and that's it. So let's, it's, it's it's possible they have done everything they can and uh and so thereby you know they they don't need to secure it for a long period of time if their investigation is concluded and then when it all comes out and they can make make a public statement and release whatever that needs to be released then then um you know it it's uh it's no longer a story it's an unfortunate end to to three friends and it doesn't stop the civil, you know, aspect of this down the road, but, but there may, it. it I'm going with the fact that it, police said that there is, this is not a murder investigation. It is a death investigation and uh, something which has not been released has led them at least to, uh, to put that out there. So yeah, you, it, no need to seize anything or to secure anything beyond what you need it for. And it's, Seems like it's done. We can come back uh, to that and realize we're all wrong and that they should have done this and should have done that. But
0: well, look, the if they did home- what they were supposed to do. The police, hmm. they got called to that scene. They, the first thing they should have done was break out the yellow tape and secure that scene. Period. Yeah, why didn't they, Phil? What's going on here? Well, I don't. I don't know that they didn't. I mean, do you have some information that they didn't?
2: Uh, That's, I mean, the word is that they, I mean, that's the word, but I don't know if it's true. And who's
0: the word coming from?
2: Yeah. I don't know. The uh, true climbers out there.
0: Yeah. All I'm saying is, uh, and, and, and really people are curious as to why this guy wanted to move out of the house. Really? Would you have stayed in that house under these circumstances? I mean, come on, people. You know, the, I, I mean, uh, that's that to me seems like the most natural response to that thing. Reaction, you know, heck, I don't want to go spend the night in that house. My three buddies just got, you know, just died. I mean, so I, I don't find anything... Now I'm talking about, I'm looking at this to the eyes of a homicide detective. I'm just saying at this point, what we know is I don't see anything suspicious going on. And you have the officials saying that it is not being investigated as a murder investigation. So,
2: you know. They're adamant about that. Phil, if you're a lead homicide detective. And you say that you got to be damn sure that it ain't a murder investigation, right? You
0: bet. I'm not going to let something. I don't like being. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't want to look stupid. And I. I and I, I'm just saying that. You know, I'm. I'm not going to get up there and say something that um, I don't know to an undeniable fact that this is what. You know, we are not looking at this way. And I've looked and I've had suspicious death investigations. That look at this uh, is a a poll that's just in. A lot of people would say, oh, gosh, I know that this and that and this and that. But when it all came to it, uh, it was it was an accident. Now, there may have been some uh, there may have been some negligence involved. And then the determination is, was there criminal negligence involved? So I, I'm just saying we're everybody just needs to get their panties unwadded about this thing at this point,
2: And let's see where the evidence leads. I need to and get quickly, a bell for when he says that to ding the bell. Uh Look at this. That? When when you say panties and a wad, I should have a bell that I ding. I'm going to I'm going to get one. But here's a poll that says, do you think it's murder? 18 percent accidental, 11 percent drug related 72%. Scott Duffy, I have never heard of this. This is like uh, the equivalent of T-pain but for drugs. It could be Trank, not fentanyl. Trank is a sedative used in veterinary practice, not for human consumption. It is being used to cut weed, coke, etc. Have you heard of Trank, Scott Duffy? Are
1: you that hip? Uh I yes, I think I've heard of it. I know I know there are different names for different things. I I would admit, you know, um it, it seems like there are quite a few things out there that are used for different types of animals that find their way to human consumption. Um, well, so yeah. they, were
0: in, they were putting embalming fluid in marijuana. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. These idiots that do that stuff, <laughs> they will find something else yes. that's <laughs> even more deadly than what they're doing to add to it. So these people that are doing this crap—I mean, what a bunch of morons! But uh, yeah. you know, there's no telling. I mean, and again, tox test, tox, test, and what evidence they found at the scene—that's going to be interesting. If they've got evidence of some sort of narcotics use or paraphernalia there, and then they get the toxic, tox test back, and those results bring those two together, wrap them to that scene, then. You know, it's just furthering the uh, the evidence leading to the to the appropriate conclusion.
2: Phil Waters. Yeah. So the home renter, this Jordan Willis guy, uh, he's not just any Jordan Willis. He's not just any schmo. This guy actually is a scientist that works on an HIV vaccine. Does that change how you look at this at all? Uh, he obviously would have a understanding of chemistry, chemicals, things of that nature.
0: Well, we don't know, but. as this uh who is the who is the viewer that's talking about the the tank stuff or whatever
2: yeah Um, that's uh miss brazy
0: who knows who knows uh he may have had access to something that they were mixing with something else i mean but again we got to see what the results of the tox test is and what in what uh evidence they found at the scene that may answer some of these questions
2: I covered this story. Remember the story of four West Point cadets in Fort Lauderdale. It was like two, three years ago. And uh, yeah, I was working for CBS. They, uh, they OD'd on fentanyl. And uh, I think, I don't know if they died. At least one maybe died, but others survived. But they uh, were found in the backyard. Not unlike this. Scott Duffy, again, there's so many uh, weird ways for this to go. But this guy, Jordan Willis, he has an attorney, of course, named John Picerno, And this guy has given a lot of different accounts. One of the things that he informed the public of after the fact, like a couple of days later, is that there was a fifth person hanging out at the home. This fifth person uh, was actually interviewed by Fox four news in Kansas city. um, And they said that uh, he said that they were watching jeopardy jeopardy, Um, He said that this fifth person said they were still alive during the early hours Monday. Of course, the game was Sunday. Um, And other than that, we don't know much about a fifth person. I mean, if you're an investigator, are you going over the story with that person um, ad nauseum to figure out what the hell he saw and what happened? And why would we not know about the fifth person until a couple of days after the fact? Are you talking to me? Uh, That's a Scott (laughs) Duffy. Oh, okay. talking to scott okay, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. You don't you get nervous i get nervous when phil says that yeah <laughs> go ahead scott
1: yeah it, we, i mean it 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 would be interesting if police had not already interviewed this person but um i'm i'm just going to make some simple totally if, if a law enforcement agency has done their job and it seems like for all intents purposes they have um that uh, anybody that was associated with that party at any time when that party started have been identified and uh, subsequently interviewed, right? So the, um, you know, the the suspicious aspects are first and foremost, more than one. So here three people die. Um, and, And then, of course, an individual who is in that house, I know they say for days, but you know it, it it could be literally just hours uh for the sake of of that these people have died and so thereby somebody who the 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 renter of the house is not aware um and and so there there are these things that make it much more interesting but i think phil and i are addressing it from law enforcement goes in yes it's uh it's odd but um it's no longer odd when X, Y, Z are, are answered. And, and so thereby you're just waiting officially for tox results and still, still a very unfortunate situation. And then you have an individual who, yes, is a, what's, what seems to be like a lifelong friend, but he has to realize, Hey, it was my place. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm a very well-educated individual um, and I should have known, or I should have done something, but I didn't or couldn't. And so thereby I have to watch, I have to protect myself civilly, which, you know, unfortunately today is the reality of life. And, um, so he, he may be wanting to fall on the sword saying, this is a horrible thing. My three buddies have died and I feel bad. I feel bad, but because he's not able to say things as being, um, protected by an attorney. It just makes it seem, at least to the public, much more than what it is. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, I guess it is, a, it is a stay tuned, but yeah, it's to, to, um, to all of us, it, there are questions that remain unanswered, but it doesn't mean that they're not already answered to, to, to those that counts, and that's law enforcement. And family's not going to know. Family's not going to know.
0: Until Let me later. address
1: the lawyer thing.
0: Go ahead. The Phil. last thing that these lawyers need to do is run out there and start running their heads. I mean, hiring him is one thing and that's fine, but getting at just adds further, you know, him running out there and saying, blah, 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 blah. I guess he's trying to earn his, you know, 300 bucks an hour, wherever it is, but good grief. That was completely unnecessary, and all it did was fuel the conspiracy. So I these lawyers, sometimes they just need they, you know, they, they call them mouthpieces for a reason. Sometimes they just need to discipline themselves that there's sometimes where they just don't need to say anything. I mean, if they came up and they, you know, reporters, whatever come up and say blah, 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 blah. I'm representing so-and-so, and and, uh, there's no statement at this time.
2: I would refer you to law enforcement for
0: those. The the irony
2: is uh, Phil would have been a phenomenal attorney, and he said he almost became one. Hey, Mona says, Phil is now De Niro. Perfect. Uh, Taxi driver, are you talking to me? Uh, So people (laughs) chiming in about uh, Phil's use of that phrase from taxi driver. Um, So, Phil Waters, back to you on this. This is a direct quote from Captain Jake. Pichina or Bikina of the Kansas City Police Department. This is a quote. First and foremost, this case is 100% not, in all caps, being investigated as a homicide. There have not been any arrests or charges and no one is in custody. There are no specific threats or concerns for the surrounding community at this time. The resident at the house was cooperative with detectives the day the deceased were discovered. It's a strong statement. If They come back and something is amiss, isn't it?
0: That's a very strong statement, and I can't imagine the Captain making that kind of a statement if he wasn't, as he said, a hundred percent certain. So good grief. I mean you know if if there's a determination at some point against what these talks says, if there's a determination, and the guy involved in this thing is cooperating fully, um, you know, until they've got the evidence that leads them to the truth about what happened, everybody needs to just back off and let these folks do their jobs. I just, uh, you know, and, and of course it doesn't help. Whoa.
2: Hey now. All right. Whoa, all right. Hold
0: on. Hang on. Hang on.
2: It, Whoa, doesn't, it.
0: it, it, it doesn't help. That you have the parent out there saying what he's saying, and then you've got this lawyer out there saying what he's saying. I mean, this just does not, it doesn't add to the investigation. It doesn't add to it, and that's what I'm all about, is does this help or hinder the investigation? These kind of statements, getting people riled up on one side or the other, does not help the investigation.
2: Scott Duffy, I would be a horrible investigator. I'm way too uh, hyper. I would want an answer immediately. I would just make one up if I didn't know it. I would not wait for the toxicology reports. I would not have the patience. Uh, Sarah Liz says, I work in forensics in the UK, and our tox turnaround uh, is approximately 12 weeks. Um, CVS, the fire emojis, that's it. Not even words, just fire emojis in Scott Duffy. Uh, I have figured out this is a super chat because there's a comment and a super sticker is no comment. I was asked about that. I think I'm right about that. Um, Joel, it must be cold in your house. I live in Fort Lauderdale. It's sunny and warm here. It's actually freezing. I'm in my little global uh, studio, which is essentially a walk-in closet above a Bank of America. And it's it's very cold. And the fact that I'm on the precipice uh, here, unsure if I'm going to make it, Um, is not helping at all, but um, hopefully I will recover and be okay. Scott Duffy, another very odd part of this case is this lawyer, John Chacchino, whatever his name is, comes out and he's got, Phil said, he's got stories and stories are contradicting. Well, one of the things he says is that he was cooperative, but then we hear, according to um, a Facebook post that this guy Didn't answer the door for like two days. He was like uh, apparently asleep. He had earbuds in and a fan on. How come it doesn't seem like we can get any straight answers? And have you ever heard of some? Look at this. Phil, great job on law and crime. Oh, there you go. I got that. I have a head cold. So I thought law and order and I thought Phil was now a dramatic actor. So I got all confused. Um, (laughs) Scott Duffy. What the hell is going on here? I mean, they this guy is missing for 2 days in the house with a uh, earbuds and uh a fan and he doesn't respond. That's not weird? That's not
1: suspicious? No, it's not. It, it like what's a couple of days though? I mean, I guess my timeline time, is the police there Monday or are the police there like Wednesday. I think the Thursday? police are I
2: think Tuesday because uh Tuesday. the fu- Wait, eight. Hold on a Seventh, eighth. Yeah, I think it's
1: Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. Okay. Yeah,
2: that's when. They're and, discovered. And,
1: and is there I guess that somehow there's information coming out that people had gone by the house. Prior yes, to yes, 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 yes. So yeah. uh, the fiance
2: of one of the victims, she goes by, bangs on a door. There's no answer. Yeah. She kicks in a window in the basement and gets to the backyard where
1: she finds one of the bodies. Yeah, so she she thinks something is up, right? Um yeah she's very suspicious. Yeah I mean it's um you know yeah it, it it's more questions for us but but um but I imagine I'm fascinated people, by this. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean it's fascinating because of the lack the lack of official word but I do like that captain's statement it's absolutely not. He's probably like I want to tell you more but I can't now. So yeah well, it, so the Go ahead. So
2: here's,
0: let me let say something here, just real quick. Get my first interruption in, um, So the guy that owns the house, he is, as a, I'm sure, is as inebriated or has been drinking adult beverages or whatever else they've been doing along with his friends. The difference is, he went into his bedroom, turned the fan on, put his earbuds in, and passed out. The buddies apparently went outside. So I don't find anything suspicious about him being in his bedroom with his earbuds on, and the on I mean, so people are taking that to mean what he did something to them. And then he went and racked out. I mean, again, yeah, no indication here that this guy, unless he provided something, and that will be determined later. Um, he he's he did what they did, he just went inside to his bedroom.
1: Yeah, and if I can, it's it's you know, we don't know we haven't even heard when they've been declared dead. So let's just say you you do have a witness, and let's say it's a credible witness. Hey, they they were all alive when I left in the wee hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. I have to go to work. You guys continue to have fun and um and so they continue to party, so I guess where there are assumptions that they were all dead Sunday, and then Sunday happens Monday happens and tuesday we you know it's very possible that they party through monday and uh and then something takes place, and so the timeline is a lot shorter and mm-hmm. and it's not suspicious, and so um you know. It's easy for, I know my routine. So if, um, if I get my cup of coffee and I'm staring out my backyard and I say, hey, those, my buddies, I thought they left, but they're all laying out there in the back. If I draw my drapes, you know, that's a little odd as opposed to going out there and saying, hey, can I get you some bacon and eggs? But if, if his routine is, hey, it's, you know, I, I get up, I do my thing. I don't hear anything. So thereby, I already know I got a hangover my drapes are drawn. I'm not looking out the backyard. And, and then we're only talking hours. Um, you know, and I don't know, I imagine the temperatures, uh, were pretty cold then. So it's, you know, they, it, from what it sounds like they died of natural causes. I saw something there early, perhaps they're all around a propane tank, uh, fire pit. It did and whatever, um, any one of those things, um, where it's so explainable to law enforcement combined with every other piece of evidence that, um, hey, it's an unfortunate circumstance, but, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it, the timeline may not be that they had been dead for days, but that they really had died, you know, uh, hours prior to throughout a very cold night and one is found frozen.
0: Well, the other difficulty is going to be that the fact that they, the, the bodies were at least from everything I've read were frozen. So they don't have the, the medical examiner does not in trying to determine because you, unless you've got a clock sitting there that, that was shot at the time, the person was shot and that's where it stopped. Time of death is, is a, is a television thing. Not going to be able to determine the time of death. They will be able to determine a time frame, but because these bodies are in the shape they're in, there's going to be some difficulty. I think because the decomposition would have been restricted because of the of the bodies being frozen. So um, the medical examiner may have a challenge there in determining that time frame. And uh, like Scott said, it my my guess is when this comes out it's going to be hours it's not going to be days it's not like they walked out there after the game was over i guess the game was what sunday
2: sunday That's, the 7th
3: yeah
0: so um they walked after the game was over and died and then sat out there until tuesday uh, i'm sure that it probably didn't happen that way so it may be a, a matter of hours as, as scott's already stated so uh there's some there you know there're they're going to have some difficulty determining that.
2: We're going to find out soon enough. Look at this. This is what we call a super chat, since there's a comment, as opposed to a super sticker for, from Paul Schoenbaum. Joel, I saw Phil cheated on STS. Saw him on Sidebar, LOL. Was great with, uh, what's his name? Jesse Weber. So there Jesse you Webber, go. Yeah. Um, actually, it's the other
0: way around, because I was on Sidebar before I ever got on STS. So it's...
2: I mean, it goes without saying that Phil likes STS more. I won't force him to say it, but it's obvious. Um, Happy days. Why would the door be locked, Scott Duffy? These are interesting questions from potential investigators. By the way, earlier on, someone said, who are these two guys? These are two of the greatest investigative minds in all of America, and they are (laughs) literally grinding their investigative chops before our eyes trying to solve this case. How dare you ask that question? Um, why would the door be locked scott duffy what did he lock them why would he what did he lock them out for and what they had i don't understand the keys were inside why would he lock them out is the question by the way shout out to ketchup and phil's adoptive daughter abby tahaha who i saw in the chat yesterday but not today go ahead scott why why would they be locked out their their cars were on the street apparently not in the driveway
1: yeah i'm 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 making an assumption that they're talking about the front door, right? The, the sister goes or some relative goes and can't get in and then has to make their way to the back either through a broken window. But that doesn't mean that the back door was, was open. And, um, and so, you know, if, if there's nothing wrong and I'm heading to bed and, and my friends who have stayed overnight party too hard and so they're by their, They're more than welcome to stay here because I don't want them drinking and driving. Good for him. And, uh, and I'm going to lock the door and go to bed. And um, you guys turn out the lights, et cetera. Um, Back doors open, whatever. So I, I'm not really sure what that means with regards to I, you know, you can lock somebody out. You're not locking anybody in just turn. So I I'm not, I'm not quite sure what that comment is.
2: Cat Kansas local news here is airing the family and friends demanding the police arrest the guy in the house the day after the guys were found in the backyard. I do not blame him for moving out of the house, uh, obviously getting quite a bit of attention. Uh, This is sort of the last thing, uh, Phil, but I touched upon it, and then we'll move on to some other crazy true crime stories of the week. There's a friend of these victims named Kaylee Latier, and she posted on Facebook, and she wrote, meaning this guy Jordan Willis, to rent her. He was inside his home alive while my friends were dead in his yard for Lord knows how long. They were all hanging out since after the game Sunday, He, in all caps, knew people were looking for them. He read messages of people searching for him on Tuesday. My husband banged on his door for 20 minutes. My friend banged on his door and then busted a window and yelled and announced her present while she's inside and still nothing from him. Then cops come 10 minutes later on Tuesday, I believe, and he comes out nonchalant in his boxers with an empty wine glass in his hand. Bill, what do you read into that, if anything? Number one, it's it's
0: it's hearsay from this person who saw something and they're explaining what they saw, supposedly, or how they interpreted what they saw. We weren't there. I don't, you know, this is one of these deals where we've got people that are maybe stating facts. Like, yeah, he walked out with his boxer holding a wine glass, but it's really not telling the truth about what's going on. And that is frustrating because, you know, uh, stating a bunch of random facts that don't lead to the truth doesn't accomplish anything. And the fact that she's saying that people were trying to contact him and blah, 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 and all that good stuff. Well, if we're to understand that he's in the bedroom with his earbuds on, with a fan on, passed out, well, my question here would be, did he respond to any of these requests? And if he didn't, then we know where he was and why he didn't respond. And in terms of people banging on the door and and you know going over there to the house and all that stuff, and he didn't come to the door and then the police show up. Well, why did the police show up? because he called the police because he's got a bunch of people banging on the doors and breaking windows and he doesn't even know what's, what's happened. I mean, there's a whole lot of ways to explain what she's talking about. So again, these people need to hold their freaking water and just wait until the police, the detectives, the captain comes out and says, this is what happened. This does not further the investigation.
2: By the way, totally neither here nor there. I think women are probably stronger than men. Uh, the COE had the same cold. Uh, she powered through it. Um, I'm thinking of driving to uh, the ER and checking myself in and saying goodbye to Carm uh, right after this show. A uh, little bit says, can I be Scott's adopted wife? Um, Scott, you have to clear that with your with your wife. Mm. Um, but Scott, here's an interesting <laughs> question from uh, – bossy texas chick uh someone that phil would want to avoid in texas it's just so weird that they would die at the exact same time when they couldn't help the coldest one no phil is shaking his head knowing look at this he's like a disgusted teacher i've taught you so much young children and you have not learned a thing knowing all i've seen about different people have different endurance levels anything to this bill waters i know you want to Get your two cents in here. Please eviscerate Bossy, Texas.
0: We don't know that they died at the exact same time.
2: I had a feeling he was.
0: All we know is that they found their bodies at the same time. This is what I'm talking about here. (laughs) What about this? Even a statement of fact. That's just
2: conjecture. Scott Duffy, I think this is true. Is it possible to still detect poison
1: in a frozen body? Sure, no, I, I'm not going to say it as a medical practitioner because <laughs> I'm not, but I would I I would comfortably answer that with a yes. <laughs> I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Oh, here's <laughs> a doctor. <laughs>
2: Look at this, the PSS in Philly. Uh, that is a fact. My male patients are babies. Although I got to <laughs> hand it to Phil, Phil. By the way, is your knee back to uh, oh <laughs> a thousand percent or what? Well uh seven weeks into it, and uh
0: it's almost the word that's been used prior to this thing was is that when you're done, it will be fantastic so we are we are right on the edge of fantastic, so it's been very uh it's been very good
2: look, look, when Thanks, you have faith right? the way yeah when you have faith the way phil does uh, life is peachy uh everything is good, he's optimistic and positive, I need some of that in my life just to uh for, uh, I don't know, just I don't think I've
0: ever used the word peachy to describe. Yeah, I don't mine.
2: think I have, uh,
0: <laughs> but I
2: have, I did today. Cause I attributed to the NyQuil um, during this Miami dolphins game, by the way, which was, I think the fourth coldest game on record, just so you know, um, and this was a week prior, I believe, but 15 fans had to go to the hospital 69 were treated at the game. Uh, so it was brutally cold out. Of course, I am not T-Pain made that a uh, beautiful meme of I think uh three guys with their shirts off with Phil written across their chest last week um so uh yeah I don't know <laughs> moving on here uh there's another story that really um I this one I heard I read about this story but now I really don't understand this and I'm going to have Scott and Phil explain this Police in England arrested a man Tuesday on suspicion of manslaughter. This, uh, Scott Duffy, a couple of weeks ago, an ice hockey player named Adam Johnson was playing for the Nottingham Panthers. Who knew England had ice hockey? He had played in the NHL and he was struck by an opponent's skate blade in the elite ice hockey league and he died. It slashed his carotid artery. But now they arrest. They have arrested the player,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and are investigating it as manslaughter. Scott Duffy, what the hell is going on here? Aren't they just playing a game? And this was a tragic accident.
1: Yeah. So I, I saw that right when it came out, and I watched a couple of different versions of the video. There was some a really some really poor video out there, but I watched it over and over and over again. It was um, so so the act is on camera. Um, But like any good investigation, you you want to know what led up to and and of course, what transpired. And uh, I I imagine through their series of interviews and witnesses and showing that there was something leading up to that event that um, thereby they felt comfortable beyond probable cause that uh, that that was an intentional act. Now not intentional to, Hey, I'm going to kill you, but intentional that, Hey, I'm, I'm going to smack you in the head. And then who knows that, that the, uh, the blade hit a spot that I would have never imagined. So I think, I think from what I've, I've, I've reviewed on that, that there was some, um, bad blood going on, some talk on some smack and whatnot leading up to, and, um, and so thereby, you know, yeah, just a horrible. Uh,
0: what, what a
1: ass. way to Yeah, what a way to go. What but but to still, go. Yeah. yeah, Phil yeah.
2: Waters, Um, we have all sorts in the UK from Julie Frew there. Video, oh, as Scott was just saying, Phil Waters, video of the incident shows Johnson skating with the puck toward the Steelers' net. Petgrave, this other player who's under arrest, skates toward Johnson and collides with another Panthers player. Petgrave's left skate kicks up as he begins to fall and the blade hits Johnson in the neck. I mean, how could you charge someone uh for manslaughter? I mean, how I mean, you'd have to be like a trapeze artist to to want to do that um in that precise way on ice, wouldn't you? It sounds like an accident to me is what I'm getting at. Well,
0: those those hockey players are pretty nimble,
2: but uh
0: uh I have not seen the video. I read the article. Uh Scott in, in you may be repeating yourself here. Did, uh, did you see what Joel
1: just described? Did you see the video, Scott? Did you yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Video, yeah, yeah. Is it's, that, is it's, that yeah. What, what you saw? They, yep. It's a collision on ice. And instead of, you know, going down the, the leg comes straight up and, okay. and the blade, oh, it the looks like is... it
0: may have been a kick. A at, kick, yeah. At whoever was there. Yeah. So, yeah here here's what i would say is that they've charged him with manslaughter now i don't know what the elements are for manslaughter in uk but in texas if someone commits an act and they are reckless so i i would imagine that it's similar and it has really little to do with intent uh, if it was an intentional act he would have, at least in texas he would have been charged with murder but because of this manslaughter component, the act was reckless. So if if throwing the leg up in a kick, he was just kicking out, then he had some understanding that if an injury did occur, that this might be the result. So um, that's why they've charged him with it, it. It's that reckless component is why they've charged him with manslaughter if it was more negligent than it was manslaughter uh, or or reckless, then in Texas, you would be charged with criminal negligent homicide because you might've done this, performed this act, but really didn't have any perception of what the results might be, which may end up being, I've seen cases. I mean, I only filed three of these criminal negligent homicides in 23 years. So they're, They are rare, but, um, and I have seen a manslaughter charge filed. And in fact, I'm working a a case right now that uh, the manslaughter case was filed. And then it went to a trial. And the jury found the defendant guilty of criminal negligent homicide. So that may be what occurs here, but I'm just telling you that that wiggle room between manslaughter, criminal negligence, homicide is the reckless
2: component. And uh, if, but did I hear you say that in Texas you would have charged him potentially with murder, like first degree murder? No, no. What, no, no. what okay. I
0: said was is that in order to charge somebody with murder, you have to have intent. Okay. So in this particular case, it would not appear that his intention was to kill this guy, this other player, but that they have charged him with manslaughter because what he did, the act he committed, which was kicking the leg up with the bladed shoe on, uh was reckless. Now, once it goes through all the system, if they have a similar charge to criminal negligence, they may end up after the investigation prosecutors look at it they may allow him to plea to a criminal negligent homicide charge of some kind so uh, there's some room here to move at least within the the process and um and i have again i haven't seen it so it would appear to me to the description and what scott's saying is that this it's it's on that border of being reckless or was it negligent i mean is you know, that this was a result of what he did.
2: Mistrial trial says the player was notorious for cheap shots and penalties. Watch the video. He kicks hard at his head. Skate should never go that high. And NHL players know uh, the dangers. It's like a UFC fighter. their uh, their hands are deadly. Uh, he's a known violent player. Uh, many veteran hockey players say this was intentional, reckless contact, upper body, which is against the rules from Houston Euler. Um, the investigator here, the lead investigator uh, tells everyone that this player later dies at the hospital. Again, I think it was his carotid artery artery that was sliced in his neck. He says our investigation launched immediately following this tra- tragedy, and we've been carrying out extensive inquiries ever since to piece together the events which led to the loss of Adam and his unprecedented, circumstances uh, it would be rare but not unprecedented for a hockey player to be charged there was a guy named Giacanto Jim Boni who was charged in Italy after he slashed a player named Miran Schrott in the chest during a game back on January 14th 1992 Schrott died and uh, two NHL players in recent history have been charged with a crime in Canada for an on-ice action that would be Marty McSorley and Todd Bertuzzi uh, McSorley was found guilty of assault with a deadly weapon for a two handed slash to the head of Donald Brashear with a stick. I mean, Scott Duffy, um, this is a dangerous sport. You know, should one assume that if you're going to play, that there's uh, that bad things can happen, or should there be liability against these players?
1: Hmm. So, y- Criminal. Liability. Sport. Is that, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Criminal yeah. liability. Yes. It, 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 and, and look, you know, every, every sport that, uh, you know, look what, what, uh, happened to Hamlin, you have, uh, an immediate, um, hit that's ex- you do what is expected of your job and you do it the way you train and uh, law enforcement is no different. You do what, what you do in training. And, and so here, this is where interviews come to the video itself is, is um, unfortunate to someone who watches, but is not, not aware of the, the, uh, the rules and so forth in, in hockey. If I were to look at it as just a fan, I'd say, wow, that just sucks. That just sucks. It's a, uh, it's an unfortunate tragedy. Um, what do you do to correct it? Right. They'll bring out neck guards and other sort of things. um, but then you get into the investigation where, you know, they're like, hey, hold hold off. This this is a pattern for this guy. And uh, and they had been, you know, an argument or something leading up to or then, yeah, you get into that. um if you hurt somebody and it's outside of the realm of uh, what is what is justified, then um yeah, absolutely. Liabilities both civilly and criminally, as long as it, it as long as you can prove it that there, there there is an intent to have um that my kicking up the leg as opposed to just falling is uh is gonna result into some sort of contact and a sharp Scott, edge. Did you against-
2: ever play ice hockey? I feel like you'd be a very scrappy
1: nope. hockey player. Yeah. No? Nope. Just no. street with the ball, street hockey. That's it.
2: I feel like you're very scrappy. Uh, something tell, is this true? Were you a scrappy athlete in your day? You strike me as the kind of guy that would have slid on pavement uh, during kickball. <laughs> would you have done that? Yeah, I, I've
1: fallen down a lot during some of my play.
2: Growing, <laughs> growing <laughs> up. Um, this is horrific.
1: Well, the the girl... other
0: exam- these other examples you gave in Canada about yeah, guys yeah. charged with assault, aggravated assault. They're actually using their sticks as weapons. So we're we're talking about a whole different set of circumstances. The elements are different, and those guys should have been charged. I know when I was growing up in Tulsa, we had the Tulsa Oilers ice hockey team, and and we used to go every week. And of course, in those days, I mean, the expectation was that at some point in time, someone's going to get pissed, and the gloves come off, and here we go, and we have the you know the beatdown, you know, whichever way it took. Uh, I don't remember anybody ever ever. I mean, you know, they've got, uh, you know, there are penalties when you use the stick, you know, when you see those guys that try to get the hook, uh, hook the stick around to delay somebody from getting down the ice and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, but, um, to use the, to use the stick as a weapon is a completely different thing. Now this deal here, again, I'm back to the, the reckless part of this. You know, uh, there's no intent to cause this kind of damage or death. He was kicking, knowing that it was, if, if he made contact, it was going to result in something. But uh, that's why we have
2: this reckless component, I think, involved in this thing. So, Andy um, School, very passionate. She says, guys, this was beyond any inherent danger that comes with the job. This was murder. Watch it. I have not seen the video, in fairness to everybody. Uh, it was purposeful and late eye <laughs> kick. It was murder. Uh, Phil's getting worked up there. Uh, we are old enough, the three of us, sadly, to remember a time before hockey players even wore masks. Uh, they used to run around with all their teeth missing. Um, I was listening to Coast to Coast AM. Bill Waters, you know, I'm very fond of that last oh, night. Yes, in my,
0: yes, Art Bell. Yeah, and my Nike Will
2: Remote viewing. Yes, remote, uh, they were talking about lucid dreaming last night. I wish I could have lucidly dreamt last night, but I was up staring at the ceiling, um, wondering what has happened to my life. That's what I was doing last night and uh, wishing for uh, health. But one of the things that came up last night, this was a show from 1994. Phil Waters, do you remember photo mats where you would drop your film off oh, at sure. that little, at that little – hut in a parking lot a little
0: blue and yellow hut in the yeah. middle of a shopping center parking lot yes
2: explain to our younger audience members what that was um i bet you a lot of people including the the coe have no idea what we are talking about yeah
0: just these little little huts uh photo map. you dropped off your uh, of course those are the days of film and uh, you dropped off your roll of film depending on how many exposures you had i think they came twenty, twelve, twenty-four, thirty-six, 12 24 36 something like that I think it was like
2: 20 i was trying to remember that i think it was like 27 36 you know it's well, so you weird could
0: buy, you could buy i mean it, it came in different in different film sizes right you could do you know whatever but uh yeah you just rolled up there and you had your little envelope your little pack you put them in there and you put your name on it and you fill out the information and, and you check whether it was color film or whether it was black and white film. And then you give it to the little goober that's working in the little photo mat. I don't have people work in that place, but anyway, I guess when you take a break, what do you do? You sit, yeah. you sit on the floor.
2: And but, remember those flash bulbs on top, those cube flash bulbs. That would oh make yeah, that- yeah. 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 Was-
0: yeah. And that would burn the crap out of you if you, if you didn't let them cool off after they did their deal. But, uh, but then I had an Instamatic camera, a 104 Instamatic, which had the, the, uh, flash bulb in the internal to the little box and it would work all the time. You had to put batteries in it, but it, yeah, it worked all the time. So, uh, as, as things got better, but, um, what a trip down yeah, memory lane, look you at got your, you got your photos back, you got your pictures back and, uh, yeah.
2: If you, you were know, really if you were really, really a baller, you would do the one hour drop off. You would pay the extra, you know, forty yeah, you bucks.
0: Pay, you pay the extra the extra bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Look
2: know. at Crystal DeSaro. What's film? Uh she's asking. Ah. Uh Marie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, if I start to cough, I'm not gonna be able to stop. Um uh where was the other one? Uh I I found eight rolls of film when I moved to the house two years ago. Not sure. Susie, please develop those today and let us know what's on that next week. I mean, please. Uh, Joel, man up, sweetie. I just passed a huge kidney stone, and I'm here. You're (laughs) going to be fine. Uh, Sweet and salty, I wish it was that easy. Um, My mind is a dangerous place, and when I get ill, it gets scarier in there. Um, Look at this. Jerry, Michael, Joel, you are dating us. And I has life just – Scott Duffy, has life just passed us by? Is it time to just – I don't know. Is it – has. Does young. time go ridiculously fast, Scott Duffy? Do you have any advice about this?
1: Yeah, it does. It's, I mean, it's, and what I say to all those young, whoever, whatever young means, who hmm. who don't know what the age of film and and uh, photomarts and photomats, the um, you will get to your point and say, "Oh my gosh, I got these smartphones." They're like, "What's a smartphone? I don't get it." What's a computer? It's all here. It's a chip. <laughs> what's yeah. a car you- ferrari ferrari will remain forever yeah it's going to be
2: interesting to see where we are you know i say this in the book by the way i would tell you i wrote a book uh carm in the book she started life with horse and buggy horse and buggy to where we are today it's hard to believe she did not have a car in uh, the former yugoslavia that's the book do me a favor if you're feeling in a in a, I don't know some kind of nice mood Order the book this weekend. I need to show my publisher that we're legit. Um, (laughs) Phil is about to get riled up and this is why I purposely picked this story. So let's get right into it, but I'm warning everyone you're going to hear anger and venom right now. A California woman, uh, Phil waters, she was facing up to four years in prison for fatally stabbing her boyfriend more than 100 times during a drug induced psychotic episode in 2018. Instead, she was sentenced this past week to two years probation and 100 hours of community service. Last December, Brian Speck- Spechker, uh, Bryn, I'm sorry, Bryn, was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter and in the killing of her boyfriend, Chad O'Melia, 26. Uh, on May 27, 2018, prosecutors say that this woman fatally stabbed O'Melia, who was an accountant, inside his Thousand Oaks, California home, 108 times after the couple had smoked marijuana together. Mm-hmm. And the judge mm-hmm. basically just gave her a slap on the wrist, and the father yep. of this victim is beside himself. What the hell is going on in California, Phil Waters? What is going on? I mean, this is a travesty of justice. 108 times, this wasn't like... Uh, an accidental stabbing 108 times. Phil, please, what do you what do you have to say about this?
0: Yeah, and the judge blamed it on cannabis intoxication, overdosing type stuff, which that is the most dangerous drug in the United States today, in the world today. Marijuana? Oh, yeah. Hmm. How come we're running around legalizing it and blah blah blah. And every place that it's been legalized, even this medical marijuana stuff is a scam, but uh that's a to- totally different time, and that'll get him going. What I just said will get him going. So all you potheads out there, get ready. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I read that article. I was just amazed. I don't know. Of course, the judge was probably in the back, you know, hitting the bong while he was making his uh, decision. But um, you know that that is that is such a miscarriage of justice. Uh, to give to give that girl a pass, like you just said i, I when I read a hundred and eight times, she stabs her boyfriend to death, and she's not being held there there's no accountability. she's responsible for it. she did it. there's no question about it, but the system has failed that family of that victim. And she has not been held accountable, and uh, I would be interested to see what ends up happening. And I, I don't wish anything bad on her, but I, you know, if she's got any sense of of conscience at all, um, I'm going to be curious to see how she handles this. And uh, I, I just. Um, my heart goes out and prayers go out to that family of that, uh,
2: of the victim, you know, that's just, that's atrocious. It Mm -hmm. really is. What is going on in California? Get your act together. Kristen Frochheiser says, "Uh, Scott, I do actually know two people who claim that they get psychosis when they get around marijuana is you worked uh, the drug trade in the FBI. Do
1: people go psychotic from weed? Is that possible? Yes. Yeah. And and especially with, with just about every, every, but especially marijuana, and when marijuana really was key during my investigative days, and so much put into that marijuana, um, so I, yeah, I've, I've seen quite a bit, and in, in I've seen the most violence of of um, in in marijuana investigations. It's, it's it's you know it's an amazing well, thing. Are, regardless, yeah. marijuana today
0: is is around i think i'm right about this 20 to 30 percent more potent than the stuff that i was buying and selling when i was working narcotics and probably the same time that scott was working it so uh this stuff now is it's unbelievable and you look at every state where they've legalized this crap especially for recreational use you're getting all those negative things occurring and, it, and it, is, it is affecting people between the ages of 14 and 25 the most. So, uh, and then they're finding that people that have smoked this crap chronically all their lives, they're now surprisingly coming up with all sorts of health issues between the ages of 65 and 75. So, I, you know, I'm amazed. I will tell you this. In my experience, I never saw anything good come out of the abuse of alcohol or the use of marijuana so you can put that in your pipe
2: and smoke it i I can't cough i'll never stop sts chief everything did you guys know joel and Carm? this is true we're going to be interviewed live on sunday we're doing true crime with the sarge detective joe jackalone please come join us for a Fun-filled hour talking true crime Uh, this Sunday. It is true crime with the Sarge, Joseph Jackalone, retired NYPD sergeant. A rising tide lifts all ships. Let's support Joe. And uh, he's doing great work. Uh, Phil, this question is directed at you. Phil, not Scott, but Phil, do you think cannabis is an appropriate alternative to opioids for chronic pain patients? I've heard that argument.
0: There are people that come out and say that. Um, I mean, that's, I guess that's an opinion. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but I would tell you that, uh, uh, to use the word here appropriate, um, I don't think cannabis is appropriate for any, any use. And, and, you know, then there's only a few, there's a few folks that this, this pain thing uh you know opioids themselves you know they help people when they're used in the right manner but this cannabis stuff it's a narcotic and that's the difference between alcohol and 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 dope you know marijuana because cannabis alcohol is a drug marijuana is a narcotic and uh, i don't see any again i don't see anything Positive coming out of the use of of marijuana in any form, so
2: that's that's my opinion, and that's been my experience. So I just uh Space Coast know. on the West Coast has his opinions. By the way, go Niners! He's a big Niners fan. uh He has never touched marijuana, but he does say your favorite bands would have made garbage music without smoking the marijuana drugs. LMA, <laughs> LMA. Well, I have um, to
0: respectfully disagree with Space Coast because uh, I read Eric Clapton's. Uh, autobiography and he and he's not the only one that has said this but through all his drug use and he got into some heroin he got into some pretty heavy stuff but the marijuana stuff and all that good stuff he was always curious as to what he could have accomplished without being dumbed down by using that crap so uh yeah i grew up in that era space coast and you know it would have been amazing to see what would have come out of that without the use of all the psychedelics and the dope and the pot and all that stuff but anyway that was part of the culture then you know that's part of the deal sex, Wildfire,
2: drugs, I, right? so there you go sex drugs and rock and roll i love eric clapton uh scott duffy here so uh this woman who stabbed this guy 108 times and gets a slap on the wrist she says in court and i quote my actions have ripped your family apart you think i am broken and aching inside she looks a little crazy by the way i know i shouldn't say that it's um very judgmental, Scott, but she doesn't look all there. Uh I but maybe that was during her psychosis. I hurt uh I hurt I hurt that I I hurt this is difficult English. She says, I hurt that you never see Chad again. Um, and then uh the father says it's been five and a half years where she has got to live with her family, and we get to live with a box of ashes. Um, Scott Duffy, you get the final word on this should it have been more than a slap on the wrist or stabbing someone uh to death 108
1: times. Yeah. Yeah and and, and I don't I I wouldn't even think we should get caught up in the 108. You know, one to you know 108 is is a tremendous amount of time. I don't think that should add I, to to the sentence. The sentence should already be a high level. Um and then you know maybe 108 you can show that hey this person knew what they were doing probably in the second third fourth fifth and then count 108 times just count and 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 um so you know this this is why i've always believed DUI fatal accidents um are an extremely unfortunate situation because uh, you know you have the, the the legal system that somehow the judges have somehow bought into that, uh, you know, they feel bad because you didn't have, you didn't have the intention to hurt somebody, but you did as a result of, of your impairment. And so thereby sentences are usually low. And that's why we see repeated, repeated offenses and offenses. There's no doubt there's an issue there, but, um, but here, you know, to, to, to be able to hang your hat on a substance, I took it um, and thereby a, a violent action took place. And now I'm excused of it. It's just, it really, first of all, it doesn't do anything to stop anybody else for even thinking, oh my gosh, what happens if I do this and go, get into that same uh mindset and then hurt somebody, but I don't care because I will only, I will only get probation. So it's, it's really an issue. I would say more with that with that judge, but, but I've seen time and time again, sometimes where you're, you're, you're talking about a substance that, that allows you to do something and, um, and then not have to, uh, pay the price. I, I agree that the family, um, has, has received no justice and, and across the board, no justice for anybody that's thinking, you know, that's going to do this again. Um, it's, it's, it's really, is sad.
0: My curiosity Uh, here is, is what triggered the event. Stuff like that doesn't happen in a vacuum. She wasn't sitting there. They were all sitting there smoking dope, hitting the bong, whatever they were doing. And just all of a sudden decided to pick up a knife and stab him 108 times. So something, something, and it may have been because of the, of the, uh, of what they were doing because. Marijuana, uh, makes you incredibly paranoid and it is an hallucinogen, the THC in the system. And so I, I'm just saying that, that there's something that triggered that event, but like Scott, it doesn't make her less responsible for what happened. So she put herself into that state and then something caused her to respond in that manner. And, uh, again, uh, just, uh, yeah, whether it was once or 108 times, the fact that she took this young man's life uh, in the manner in which she did is, uh, and then to be, it's atrocious. I'm just, I'm curious to see what the end result is going to be for her.
2: Uh, no one knows how precious life is than Phil Waters, who's seen a lot of dead people. Uh, Defense Diaries podcast, shout out to my man, Bob Mata, or his wife, Allison. Kind of hope it's his wife and not him. Uh, the Sarge is my guy, meaning... Joe Jackalone. But uh, if you guys haven't checked out Defense Diaries, it's an awesome podcast. And uh, Bob Mata is the man. So check out Defense Diaries. You know, you can follow more than one podcast. A rising tide lifts all ships in the great words of Steve Cohen. A very quick, impromptu poll. Uh, As you know, I'm not in the best shape. The COE is dragging me to a 40th birthday party, which is laughable how young that is uh, tonight i feel horrible uh phil should i concede and go or should i create a ruckus and say i don't feel well i don't want to go and just stay home what do you think phil
0: you're wanting me to give you marital
2: advice here yeah do you Which remember your 40th one? birthday phil someone gave me depends for my 40th birthday <laughs> I,
0: I do remember my 40th birthday yes it was a surprise party and my uh my wife it's uh had my son and a friend of his uh get me to take them to the uh the range and we got out there and uh fired our uh our 1911s and our uh, ar-15s and had a grand time and by the time i came home and walked in the house there were like 50 people standing in it yelling happy birthday so yeah i do remember that one and i think i did get I don't, I, just remember the balloons, I just remember the balloons were all black. That's what mm-hmm. I remember. But uh, uh, I may have gotten some Depends on that deal. I know that there were some of those gifts, those ha-ha-ha.
2: But, um, you know, 40 doesn't seem that old now. Look at this. I'll be 40 in 2029-ish. Space Coast rubbing it in, rubbing it in. Uh, Scott Duffy, what did you do? I'm sure you did something very lavish for your 40th birthday, if, it, if your
1: Halloween costume is any indication. Um, no, I if I remember my 40th was um a bunch of close friends, couples going out for a nice dinner. That's what I kinda remember. Sorry, I don't have I don't really have a memory of that.
2: We're <laughs> celebrating a 40th birthday. It's like celebrating that you're seven. Like it's uh who cares? You're 40. It's not even make it to 90. Now we're talking. Um and look at this. Bum says, why are you assuming that Scott is over 40, Joel? That's a great question. Here's another odd story. Uh, Phil Waters, where do you go with this one? And uh, I am delirious at this point. Uh, there's one thing that we have to discuss before we go, which we'll get to, and uh, Phil will get uh, riled up about that one, too. But hang on a sec. Six people, Phil Waters, were just found uh, in a remote area of the California Mojave Desert uh, the five bodies are discovered around 8 15, January 23rd. A sixth body, I think, was discovered a day or so later. It's a very remote desert area. They were all shot and killed. Uh, we have not according to police. We have not confirmed the sex or the age of any of the decedents at this point. So that information will come out as we continue the investigation as well as the cause and manner of death. We have investigators out there. The crime scene will be considered for all evidence. We will collect that. Our coroner investigators will do their part in the investigation as far as the decedents are concerned two vehicles found at the scene were riddled with bullets and some of the bodies were burned. Uh, this is out in the middle of literally nowhere. Where do you start here? Phil waters. Well, you start right there at the scene, like they're doing, um,
0: you're going to have to get, um, you know, all the information you can on the people involved and, and why are they uh, there? And uh, if else you can determine that, um, that sounds like it's quite a scene. And a lot, of, uh, a lot of physical evidence. I'm sure there would be a lot of forensic evidence. I'm sure burning the bodies was to try to destroy DNA type stuff and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, that sounds like a very, uh, for lack of a better term, a complicated scene that they're really going to have to sift through very carefully. And, of course, I'm, you know, my questions are, you know, what flavor are these folks? What's their, what's their background? What, um, where are the, where's the evidence going to lead? Is this a, is this a dope deal? Is it gone bad? Is it a human trafficking thing? Is it, it, you know, what, what's the, what can they determine? What is the basis for this, for this particular scene? So, uh, got a lot of work ahead of them and there may be something there that's, that really stands out and makes it obvious. Uh, but obviously somebody was not happy with them. And they're making a point to others that may be involved with those folks.
2: Um, Scott Duffy, we see shows like Breaking Bad with uh, cartel members in there. Uh, by the way, Leely says, I just moved from Kansas City. There's only two detectives in the whole Kansas City Police Department. That's why they didn't put much uh, to any time into the investigation. That's interesting if that is true. But Scott Duffy, these... Uh, these cartels are they really as vicious and violent as we see on TV portrayed on TV, or is it even worse
1: in real life? Oh, I I I I think worse. I there's I've seen um, some pretty horrific things, and I've heard through some pretty uh, firsthand experiences or secondhand talking to people who have gone through it. Um, so, haven't been in the drug game, and many drugs come from. Mexican cartel, obviously there's many um, intermediaries uh, who who don't deal with cartels, but I've come across some of our local dealers who have have gone right to to the cartels in order to cut out middlemen and um, what you know to have listened to them as to what could happen if um if they testified or worked against them. Uh, it's amazing to see when somebody is willing to say, I did it. You got me red handed. I'll pay the piper. I'll plead guilty, but I'm not testifying against the big man. That being a cartel member for what they could do to me or my family, it's um, it is amazing. So I, I do believe in, in uh, the horrific um, aspects and that I did see one comment there, but that's, that's what I was thinking um, right off the top of my head with this, the uh, head with this killing field, so to speak. So what is What's going to be the common denominator if they're all strangers, if they're not, or are they family members of somebody that did, did wrong? Uh, it'd be interesting to see if there is some of that in, involved.
2: And Scott, as I'm ailing here, barely clinging on to uh, my sanity, my health and my, uh, my wherewithal uh, the COE is telling everyone my age uh, it appears. I'm the same age as Bob Mata, but it go- once again, Scott, cherish your health not ferraris it goes very quickly however this is a great point phil from kathy castro phil since you can't take anything with you just give joel one of your ferraris especially since you can't drive two ferraris at once not going to pressure you uh phil but someone has put it out there and i would ask you to consider that at one point um down the road um Little bit says I tried pot once per the doctor and wanted to go to the emergency room and no one would take me. It was horrible for me. Yes, there you go. So from one drug story to another here, and I'm curious if this surprises either of these two fine investigators ahead. And then we'll get to the last one A head and body parts uh, were found in a drug addicted woman's freezer. Uh, turns out Scott Duffy, it is the drug dealers uh, head and body parts. Uh, his name was 40 year old, Cowsheen gelzer otherwise known as dave draper it's interesting that your name can be Cowsheen gelzer and or dave draper it's weird right Mm -hmm. uh two very different names for the same person heather steins this happened in the great borough of brooklyn i believe in new york city she was detained on monday night after cops received a tip about the grizzly find and found the body parts in her freezer in brooklyn she was a mom of two still is And uh, she's undergoing psychiatric evaluation at Brookdale Hospital, a psych hospital in Manhattan. Uh, And she tells police that her husband, a guy named Nicholas McGee, who's in jail for a different crime, killed the drug dealer in September in a dispute over drugs. Then he just simply chopped them up and put the pieces in the freezer. Uh, Does this surprise you, Scott Duffy, that this person's head and parts of his body were in the freezer in Brooklyn for... uh, Months at a time, if not years, does it surprise you? Surprised?
1: No, especially no. New York. What's going? On? I mean, I'm I, I'm disturbed by it. So maybe we're just maybe using the wrong words. <laughs> not not, not uh, surprised. And you know, he had a beef with. We're his still drug trying deal. to
2: figure out what would shock these guys. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Nothing will surprise these guys. But Scott, let me ask you a bigger question. What is wrong with our society? I'm serious, especially when I'm sick. I really start to ponder these things. I mean, are we just, as Phil has mentioned before, are we in end times here? What is going on here? What is happening?
1: It's, it, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we're not in end times, or at least if the end times go on for a couple of more thousand years, I'll be okay with that. It's yeah, I tell you, it's the depravity, especially you know. Um, of these uh, criminal acts is just, and, you know, it's, it's amazing with the, especially as I've heard many different stories of people um, storing different body parts in their freezer after they've off them that, uh, you know, it's um, why not get rid of them? Why, why keep them in your freezer? Is there a little bit of cannibalism thinking going on? Are we talking Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> it's, well, My question sure. is
0: who who found who found him? How did they find the body in the freezer?
2: It just says that they got a tip from someone. That's all oh. it says. The police yeah. got a tip, so they went well, into the home.
0: He was, he was he probably didn't know what to do.
2: Phil, do you think yeah. that uh, do you think that periodically? So he's the guy who killed him is in jail for some other crime, but I'm just curious, Phil. Do you think that periodically this woman would check on the head? Do you think she would open the freezer like to get some ice cream sandwiches and she would say, Oh, there's the head and just eat her ice cream sandwich. Do you think she was checking on him? I think
0: I, well, I mean, it's all speculation, but I would think that she probably did to assure herself he's gone. And I'm going to go in and make sure that I, that he's gone. And then the way to do that is, is open the freezer door, get my ice cream, my, you know, my bomb pop. And, uh, there he is. So, yeah, he's been dispatched.
1: On
2: to the last story here. Um, Scarface is on UK TV tonight, according to BRMC. Um, Phil Waters, this has you written all over it from Atmore, Alabama. This is a serious story. Uh, We will find a way to uh, lighten it up a little bit on a Friday. Alabama. Alabama. They executed a convicted murderer with nitrogen gas for the first time ever, putting him to death with a first-of-its-kind method that once again puts the U.S. at the forefront of the debate over capital punishment. Officials said that Kenneth Eugene Smith, 58, was pronounced dead last evening at 8.25 p.m. at an Alabama prison after breathing pure nitrogen gas through a face mask to cause oxygen deprivation. Is this cruel and unusual punishment, Phil Waters? No. Hmm. Phil Waters, do we need the death penalty? And if so, why? Yes. Why? Open ended. Why? Because you have
0: people that go out and they make a decision to take a person's life by an act of violence while in the commission of another felony. At least those are the terms in. In Texas, and I think it's probably the same around the country and when somebody has done that and they have committed the the most horrific crime that they can against a, another person, which is to take their life by an act of violence, then eye for an eye that uh, uh, we were uh, were were directed in the book of Genesis about that that uh You take another person's life, then you pay with your own. And we go through the process of the criminal justice system that brings that person to a jury and the case is presented. And if that jury determines beyond a reasonable doubt that they are guilty of what they've done, and then they have a choice of whether or not to levy the death penalty, and if that's what the jury decides to do, then that's the sentence that should be carried out. And I don't uh, I don't uh, I put nine people on death row myself, including two cop killers. And I sleep very well at night knowing that those people, those mad dogs were where they were supposed to be. And uh, so I don't. I don't have any. And, you know, people talk about it's not a deterrent. It's this and that. It certainly is a deterrent. It will deter that person from committing that crime again. And so they call it capital punishment for a reason. It's a person that's been held accountable for the act that they committed upon another human being. So uh, I got uh, got no problems with it. And I think it's it's uh, it's necessary.
2: Uh, Phil, let's uh, implode this entire show. Someone asked this question earlier and I forgot to ask you in that 108 uh, psychotic weed stabbing death. If the man did it to the woman, do you think he would have given, been given more than a slap on the wrist if it was the other way around? Are you yeah. talking about the, the 108 yeah, the, the psychosis, yes. In, in other words, if the male stabbed the female and she died from 108 stab wounds, would he have just gotten a slap on the wrist? Or are we living in a double standard here, Phil?
0: No, I, I, I think the, uh, the sentence would have been much more harsh.
1: Mm. There you go. You're, do you agree, Scott Duffy? Let me get I you into guess, I could, yeah, I mean, I could see, but it 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 seems like there's an issue with with the judge out there I, yeah i I could easily see that i didn't I didn't pay attention to anything that was i like I don't know enough about the case of what what she was about before, and I agree with Phil, I think there was something going on and in her head, and it wasn't something that just happened.
2: Look at this, uh, Bob Mata gifting five Surviving the Survivor memberships. Um, I feel like I'm an elephant that just ran the New York City Marathon. I'm trying to catch my breath. That is what I. That's the only way I could. Uh, it's the only analogy I could give. Scott Duffy, what's uh, disturbing about this um, this execution? The state previously attempted to execute this guy Smith who was convicted of a 1988 murder for hire in 2022, but the lethal injection was actually called off at the last minute because authorities could not connect an IV line. I mean, imagine being in that chair, your life is supposed to end and they can't find a line. Uh, What do you think the psychological ramifications are for uh, a person like this? And for the victims who think this guy's gonna die and then they don't.
0: I don't know how to answer that.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I I don't want to get, get yeah. in trouble here. No, I and and you know Phil and I do not disagree. Um much I think we are at a stark difference here. Um I I used to be and then I've kind of um gotten away from uh being a proponent of the death penalty. So I and 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 it's a pretty lengthy uh, discussion. It it really comes down to I think how we how we uh, delve it out, and and then of course um, understanding that yeah we're not a perfect system by any means, but but I think you know death is final, um, and and so if our system is not perfect, uh, what are what are the ramifications by by killing the wrong person? And what are the ramifications of not taking into account so much more of the mental aspects of, of certain cases? That doesn't mean, uh, well, well, I just say that I, I've, in the course of my, uh, <laughs> in, of my uh, life, I have gone from being a proponent to not being a proponent. And I mm-hmm. think that's because there are many unanswered questions. There you go. Yeah. Uh, You know what? That's um, basically
2: uh, a wrap. Look at this. Terp says man flu is the worst. That is for sure. Um, I think we've come to the part of the show where we start to wrap it up. Uh, Phil Waters is it hamburger night tonight. It is. It is. Um, Just for those who behind the scenes, uh, we got on. And for once, Phil was before Scott. And that meant that Phil would have been in the upper right-hand corner, but Phil must have himself in the bottom, so we had to adjust that out. Uh, Phil is very meticulous, a man of um, detail, and that's why he's once again having hamburgers. And then, how does uh, Bible study work on over the weekend in the Waters house uh, when you're in Houston?
0: Well, we'll be going to church uh, Sunday, and mm-hmm. uh, our, uh, our Bible study group here, we've— uh, we have not gotten reconnected with uh just because of logistics but um uh, but we'll uh, we'll go to Sunday school and then we'll go to worship and um uh, and do our thing and uh you know I'm going to be up in the uh, scots territory uh, back in april right the mm-hmm. end of april and it's coming right up it's coming right yeah, up you, uh, your it gal is, is uh, putting together all the uh stuff the hotel and all that good stuff and uh so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And and, uh, and Scott, when, is that well, going to be streamed know, by any yeah, chance? When that ha- well, hang on. All
2: right, go ahead. And when Phil. that right.
0: happens, and when that happens, Scott and I will have a discussion about his change of attitude <laughs> for the death penalty. So, gotta bring him back into the fold and uh, and get him where he he knows he needs to be. So uh, there you go. But I do want to make uh, real quick. <laughs> and it'll it will be it'll be a, a, a discussion in with with nothing but brotherly love
1: so Absolutely. Yes.
0: <laughs> and uh and i want to make two corrections mm. uh, two or three weeks ago we were talking about we just kind of glossed over who's the who's the goofy chick that got out 10 years after she murdered her mom and
2: uh, Gypsy Rose. Gypsy yes, Rose.
0: that that woman. yes, And the uh, young man that she had talked into killing her mom, I had used the term was on the autism scale. Spectrum. Well, that's what I was going to say. So my wife, after we watched it, she corrected me the minute those words came out of my mouth and said it is the autism spectrum. So I wanted to make sure that I stand corrected in that. And the other um, was um, the discussion we had about um, Def Leppard and the drummer, uh, Tony Kenning, I think is his name, who uh, lost his arm in in an accident. And I had said that it was a motorcycle accident. And that was not correct. So one of the SDS Nation, I believe his handle is at Country Corvettes, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, he commented on the uh, replay that it was actually a uh, an accident in, in uh, uh Tony Kenning's uh Corvette. And there were and I, I looked it up and, and he was correct. And it was pictures and all that good stuff. And he lost his left arm. So to answer your question about which hand would you shake, his right arm is still available. Um there you go. So, uh yeah, I want to stand corrected on that. And I thank you uh uh to uh to country corvettes for correcting that.
2: Yeah, and Phil uh, never wanted to shy away from a correction. Uh, Rick Allen from Metal Cubana. Uh, Scott Duffy, uh, your plans for the weekend. By the way, I had an idea. One day in the near future, it would be amazing if we had the COE, Scott Duffy's wife, and Phil Waters' wife all on the show. They could correct us in real time. Oh, look, there's, there's Phil's well, well, wife right well, behind well, him. Look.
3: There look. she is
2: now. There look. she is, right? Look at this, right on cue.
1: I'm leaving. I'm oh. leaving. I wanted to let him know You're I'm going leaving. To I'm going to the okay. store. I'm going to do shopping. This is big. This is big.
2: We need- Mrs. Waters, we need you on the show soon.
1: Oh, I'd, I'd love it. I'd okay, love we're going to
2: do it.
0: We're going to do it. I love it. She's- I
1: have a good time.
2: All right. Love you.
0: love you. She's going to the store to do our weekly shopping, So, which she is
2: most adept at. Phil, you should get out there and help her. It ain't 1955 anymore, Phil Waters. <laughs> us, she, you know, we do go shopping
0: together in Hawaii, only because I I force myself into it. But she really doesn't want me anywhere around when she's shopping. So, oh, um,
2: that's a good point. Look at this, Phil. Your wife is beautiful. Um, she is. Miss Waters lovely woman there you go one day look at chief everything i oh, omg i love her uh scott duffy uh do you think your wife would ever
1: come on the show willingly uh being that it is friday afternoon she is a hard working school nurse so mm. not at 1230
2: maybe she would give me some uh meds for this cold i might have to call oh, her later there's always scott-
1: extra meds at the school
2: <laughs> scott duffy
1: are you going to hit the um the watering hole near your home tonight. You know, so I you, was thinking about it. I was thinking it's a good day to do it. It's, we've, we've just been in this constant rain and overcast, so I'm thinking a nice visit to our local tavern. I just want to say tomorrow's my oldest brother's birthday, so happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. Show first, every once in a while. Chris. first Chris. Chris.
2: Happy Chris. birthday, Chris Duffy. Happy, happy birthday.
1: birthday. Yeah.
2: uh scott duffy was it problematic your whole life when you would say yeah my name is scott duffy but then you have to say it's d-u-f-f-e-y was that annoying to you because everyone assumes it's just d-u-f-f-y was that annoying yeah
1: no it's 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 um it's customary now so if i if i i love watching when i go somewhere and i watch people type it in i won't say e-y and i'll just see them going through and then say, well, you don't exist. And i said say, okay, well, let's try EY. Mm. Straight up. He, he waits. I love it.
2: Um, well, listen, as I say every week, I love these guys uh, more than life itself. I'm glad they're here. Life is going too quickly. Uh, cherish your health. You never know when you're going to get the flu or God forbid something worse. Uh, Ferraris can always wait. So uh, that is my final thought. Until then. Love you, America. Love you, Houston, Texas. Love you, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth, Miami, Florida, and uh, the Republic of Ireland, and everywhere else.
3: Final seconds of the game. A chance to score, and the chance has gone begging. If your business's commerce platform keeps missing the target on golden opportunities, get the MVP you deserve. slash ranks.